Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of 2A to B or not 2A to B. Uh, we're still on the topic of breast, and we're going to start by talking about breast calcifications tonight. Right, so. And we're going to divide that into like artifactual calcifications, so things mm. that might make it look like calcifications, but yep. it's not. Yep. Then we're going to talk about things that might help you differentiate benign versus suspicious. And then we're going to talk through a list of benign and a list of suspicious. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So let's start with, before we go on to the list, fine, um, talk about artifactual things. And mm-hmm. I think we kind of Daydream. touched upon. Yeah. And do you remember the other one? Which zinc. Was yes, zinc oxide, which old ladies use. And then oh, the- yes, old ladies use it to pout, stop and stop sweating. Yeah. And then the last one, a bit random, metallic artifact. And it says it's possible for the electric cautery device to leave small metallic fragments. Okay. But they'll be very dense. Mm. And that's it. That's our right artifactual list. Yeah. Well done. So then we're going to talk about nine versus suspicious. So what do you know about how the classification is that will make you think it's one thing or the other? Um, I know very little. You'll yeah. be shocked to hear. Uh, but if it's a sort of dense clumpy macro calcification mm-hmm. it's not so worrying mm-hmm. i don't think mm-hmm. um that's it that's what i'll I've elaborate but you're on the right lines so it's based on kind of what you were saying morphology and distribution okay so most most of our cancers are invasive ductal carcinoma so the breast cancer starts in the ducts so you'll see a linear or segmental distribution, and that's concerning. Sorry, I was thinking about the chocolates. That's fine. A linear because it's or segmental And by segmental, it means it's like in a segment of breast. And that's more concerning. Yeah. Than what's the alternative to linear or segmental? Um, scattered. Fine. So rather than in line, okay. a bit more random. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, the opposite of this would be bilateral scattered calcification. So one segment linear scattered everywhere mm-hmm. and, and they give you like a nice uh, diagrammatic description yeah, look at that. i'll show you and you go from scattered mm-hmm. regional mm-hmm. grouped mm. linear mm. segmental which is sort of linear and we're going up the scale of worrisome awful good okay i mean it makes sense when you look at that diagram yeah but... lord only knows if i'd you would now. You would, you would. So then we're going to move on to benign ones, okay? Yeah. Um, so either I can tell you the list and then we talk about them, or do, do you know any? No. Okay. So let's go through <laughs> the list. I think we might have mentioned one the other day, okay. which was dermal calcifications. Dermal. Number one. Okay. And I learned from the other day about them, so we'll talk about yeah. that. Two, vascular calcifications. Sure. And if you think about them, they can be linear. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, three popcorn calcifications. Oh yeah, what old, does that represent? Old fibroadenomas. Very good. Mm. Um, secretory or rod-like calcifications, eggshell calcifications, dystrophic calcifications, and milk of calcium. Okay. I'm upset by rod-like. I know slash secretory. Me too. But anyway. But anyway, we'll get we'll to get it. To we'll it. Get to it. So dermal calcifications. I actually saw an example of these. Mm-hmm. And the, um, I don't know if this would ever, it might in, come up in a like, um, you know, trying to figure out what to do type thing. What we did is, I think we b- brought in another consultant and she was like, oh, I think it could be dermal. 
so we did a tomo mm. and then we saw that the calcium change were within the first slice mm. which implies they're superficial yeah so dermal skin and um so apparently they're found anywhere a woman sweats so in the folds cleavage axilla mm. um they're often grouped like a like the paw of a bear or the foot of a baby the trick here is that these stay in the same place on the cc and mlo um, and apparently when that happens, it's called the tattoo sign. And then if you're asked to confirm these are dermal cows, I'd ask for a tangential view, which I think actually today you'd just do a tomo. Okay. Um, and then another thing that we then spoke about is that apparently they're often, they often have a rounded oval lucency in the middle of them mm. as opposed to normal calcification. Okay. So that's another thing that I learned. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that, because it has the tattoo sign, could be quite questionable. I wish uh, there was a picture, a, uh, like a zoomed out one, picture. Because that, to me, I yeah. can't demonstrate that they're in the same place. I'm but not quite sure what that means. I've seen it in real life, and only because I saw it in the tomo that then I would have worked out. If not, it was just like... Yeah. I mean, okay, fine. I find these are so difficult. Yeah. I think for the purpose of the exam, we figure out... Learn the words. Because I don't want to give it... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then vascular, yeah. parallel linear calcifications, and then it says, it's, it's usually obvious, but not always. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I wonder on. whether that won't be very questionable. Yeah. Popcorn calcifications, mm. immediate buzzword for degenerating fibroadenoma, mm. exactly what you said. The typical look is they begin around the periphery and slowly coalescent, coalesce, I think is what he means, over subsequent images. Which I think it means periphery and then slowly sort of become yeah. circular. Uh -huh. right. Then the ones we don't like, secretory slash rod-like calcifications. But these are big, easily seen, although the diagram, I don't think they're that big, anyways, <laughs> and point toward the nipple. Okay. They are typically bilateral. The buzzword is cigar-shaped with a lucent centre. So I think lucent okay. centre might be like... Okay. Um, another buzzword is dashes but no dots. So like a dashed line, because I think something else is dash dot dash. So this is dash Brilliant. dash dash, <laughs> and the buzz age is ten to twenty years after menopause. Okay, don't be an idiot. Sixty seventy. Don't be an idiot and call these in a premenopausal patient. They happen because the duct has involuted. Okay, don't be an idiot. Good okay. life lesson. So these next ones, I find a little bit. Oh no, it's not these. It's the ones after. Sorry. Okay. So the next ones are called eggshell calcifications. Yeah. Have you heard of them? No. So I think I've heard them talk about that. I don't really understand them. <laughs> and he calls them fat necrosis. I've heard of fat necrosis yeah. in the breast. It can be from any kind of trauma, mm -hmm. surgical accident. If they're really massive, you may see the word liponecrosis macrocystica. Okay. Anything that sounds Latin or French is high yield. I think I, this is when I mentioned Oh, yeah, you told me that. So yeah. this one is. And again, lucent centred is a buzzword, but how, okay. how can it be a buzzword for so many things? I'm <laughs> quite sure. Sorry. No, I'm eating all of them. I oh, know, I'm. Okay, good. I'll so then the next one, dystrophic calcifications. Yeah. They're quite a long list, but it's annoying. No, no, that's okay. Um, these are also seen after radiation, trauma, surgery, usually big, irregular in shape is the buzzword. And they can also have a lucent centre. What does the word dystrophic mean? Um, like irregular, I think. No, does it? Funny shaped. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. 
affected or relating to dystrophy. Which means shrinking, doesn't it? Muscular dystrophy. Yeah. Degeneration of the tissue. Shrinking. Due to disease or malnutrition. Hmm. Sorry. No. So after radiation trauma surgery, it would make sense that there's some degeneration. Yeah. Fine. And then finally, milk of calcium. And this one I have heard a few times, Mm. like in clinic. Apparently, it's a very characteristic look. And because of that, questions can only be asked in one of two ways. What is it? Showing our CC, then ML, which we're not going to get. What is it? For now, but useful to know about, yeah. So on the CC view, the calcifications that powdery and spread out. On the MLO view, um, they may layer. But they, he says, I suspect they will show you an MLV because they could layer into more linear periods with a curved bottom teacup. So teacups are looking. What actually are they? They're calcifications. But why? Oh, I think it's fibro... Due to fibrocystic change. Alright. Hmm. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> For the purpose of gamesmanship, if they, if they show you an ML view on a Celts question, look hard for anything that resembles teacupping. Teacup. The thing is, like, I got it pointed out to me the other day, and I was like, that does not look like a teacup, Joe. Which a very odd-looking teacup. <laughs> I mean, he's calling this a teacup. Yeah, I don't understand. That's a long ovoid shape. And, like, why are they called milk of magnesium? Like, what the hell does that mean? Milk of calcium. Milk, milk of calcium, calcium is... Um, I see. What you drink. Well, that, I was like, why is it anything to do with it? And then the, the second thing is, what is it due to? It's fluid, fluid in a lobule due to fibrocystic change. Ah, okay. Fine. So it's like calcified fluid that's like dependent layering. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Okay. Righto. Um... Oh god, there was another one that I don't even have on my list, I think. <laughs> yeah, I've got it, I think. Round. It's so unhelpful. So this just says, usually scattered by lactron benign. They're going to be due to fibrocystic change if they are benign. This so is ra- a separate thing, round calcification. No, it's part of the benign things. Mm. And basically, bilateral round calcifications are going to be benign, I think, is the Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially symmetrical. Yeah. If they, are cl- if they are clustered together by themselves or new, they may need to be worked up. Have you seen this box? That's a useful box. Sorry. Um. So, oh yeah, I think I'd written this down, actually. Yeah, so... um. When you do a biopsy, like um, stereotactic biopsy or vacuum, you put it into a little film and then take an x-ray of it to make sure you've got an adequate sample. And you know that because you only do stereos and vacuums for calcification seen on a mammo. So then you take your sample, um, which is like a mammo with a needle, biopsy needle, it's like all done by a machine. And then you put your tissue sample into a little slide and take an x-ray of that slide and you check your x-ray there and then because you're looking for calcifications because if you see calcifications then you've got the right bit of tissue mm-hmm. but with these with milk of calcium you won't see the calcifications you need a polarized light 
So when you do your little samples and you don't have the calcium, or you don't have anything showing up, how do you know that you don't need to take another sample or that it's milk of calcium? I mean, I think... And why does it show up? Milk of calcium, if if you have teeth cupping, I don't think you would biopsy it. Right. To start with, I think it's just, if you have, and it's milk of calcium. But why would it not show up on the little film? but show up on the mammo. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. Good. Very good question. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hmm. Yeah. It is. Polarized, milk of calcium needs to be viewed with polarised light to assess biofringence. Biofringence. Birefringence. Thank you. <laughs> what does birefringence mean? Can't remember. There's something in like chemistry. Oh, I've never did chemistry. Like mm-hmm. You forget I did engineering. It's my first <laughs> way into having two different refractive indices or whatever. Writing. I just have to remember that. Move on. What There's time? That's the nine done. Oh yeah, let's check the time. Because I need a... Oh, no, but I think we try and keep it all into one. Yeah. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, 13. Okay. Um, so that's our benign. Lovely. Um, quickly tell me what they are. So round. Mm-hmm. I remember that one because I hate it. Yeah. Uh, then we've got... Trying to work backwards. Oh, we've got some dermal. Yeah. We've got some rod-like. Yeah. hate those. Slash secretory. Yeah. We've got... Um, Uh, milk of calcium. Yeah. Oh, vascular. I yeah. was like, <laughs> wrist? <laughs> uh, vascular, yeah. of course. Um, the one we know and we like. one we know and we like is um, the old degenerative fibroadenomas. So popcorn. Yeah. And then there's another degenerative one. It's fat necrosis. Yeah. That's called... Uh, I think it's eggshell. Isn't it? Eggshell, lovely. Thank right. you. Yeah, and that's, and that's the Latin word, which is liponecrosis macrocystica. Okay, fine. Yeah, I think you've only got one left, which is the one shrinking tissue. It's the other degenerative. No, that's. Yeah. We looked up what this word meant. Oh, dystrophic yeah. classification. How did I forget? So now we're moving on to suspicious. Okay. Um, should I tell you the list first and then we talk about it? Yes, okay. good idea. So it's a kind of, this is a bit different. That's you. Oh no, you have that, I've had too many. No. In that rather than like being sort of what they are, it's sort of how you describe them. If you if you get what I mean, do you know how before we were saying like mm. popcorn, because that is fibre, I don't mm. know, mm. this is more like, Patterns mm. and they will make you think of certain mm. things. Okay. Someone's calling you. Oh shit! Sorry. That's fine. I'll oh, it's freeze. Can we freeze? Yeah, yes, my brother. Hello. So we're just carrying on now uh, onto suspicious classifications, and what we were saying is that in suspicious, rather than being like related to a particular thing, it's kind of like how the classifications mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's the, the list, I'm going to start with the list, is amorphous. 
Yeah. Coarse heterogeneous, fine pleomorphic, fine linear or fine linear branching, calcs associated with the mass, calcs near a lumpectomy scar. All right. So it's more like I'm into patterns it. I'm where into they it. are. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with amorphous. Yeah. These look like powdered sugar. You should not be able to count each out each individual calcification. Okay. Distribution is key. Yeah. Um, if they're scattered and bilateral, they're probably benign. If they're segmental, they are probably concerning. Okay. Gotcha. And then we've got a really useful um, box for the differential diagnosis of these. And they are fibrocystic change, most likely. So benign. That's number one. Two, sclerosing adenosis. Is this, sorry, is this the amorphous? Yeah. So the most likely diagnosis is that they're not. I know, but they're like suspicious things. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I presume they'd probably do like biopsy. Pricing. I presume. Sorry. So start again. Differentials. Fibrocystic change. Yeah. Most likely. Sclerosing adenosis. Don't ask me what that is. Mm. Columnar cell change mm. or um, ductal carcinoma in situ. Mm-hmm. Usually low grade if it's powdered. Okay. So the next one we said is cause heterogeneous. I don't know if I see that right. Yeah. Okay. I'm into that. Fine. Um, so these are countable, but their di- tips are dull. And the re- reason is... Sorry. I know Sorry. it's really annoying. Their tips are dull. So instead of being like a pencil, it's like the end, the rubber end of a pencil. Okay. It's how I imagine it. Okay. And it's the only reason they tell you this is because another one is sharp tips. Okay. Bit stupid. I told you, classifications, it's so pernickety. I, yeah. I sit there when they're talking about these mammals and I'm like... How are you this? seeing this? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway... Um, if you picked one up, it would not poke you because it's dull. <laughs> so it's the end of the pencil. If you picked one up, it would not I poke know. you. That's how we're going to And these are, it. sorry, these are heterogeneous. Yeah, oh, that's the word. Of course, heterogeneous, not heterogeneous. <laughs> I think heterogeneous is fine. Oh, yeah. I prefer your way. Okay. They're usually bigger than 0.5 millimetres. Well, they should be. Yeah. And <laughs> they're blunt. And their distribution and comparison to priors is always important but that's with everything so and they can be associated with a mass fibroadenoma or papilloma okay and the differential diagnosis for these i'm missing an earring i took it off this time um don't freak out i was like oh no they're the nice ones (laughs) from christmas anyway sorry differential diagnosis for these i've just sent two of them could I ask you a question? I know, they've put them in suspicious and it's really confusing. Could I ask you a question about these? You yeah. said they could be near a mass, so that then they could be a papilloma or a... Associated with. Or a fibroadenoma. Yeah. But a different category of these is calcifications associated with a mass. So they're not the same. Oh, different types of calcifications, sorry. We'll come and... So okay, okay, yeah, fine. Sorry, I know what you mean. But I think yeah, though yeah. that mass is bad mass. <laughs> associated with a good mass. Oh, fine. And I think heterogeneous, again, the first three are benign things. Okay, tell me. Fibroidinoma, mm-hmm. papilloma, fibrocystic change, ductal carcinoma in C2, lower to medium grade. Okay. And I think what it means is that there is a chance, so you're going to biopsy it. Okay. Um, because they biopsy a lot, is what you have to think with breast. And then fine pleomorphic. Mm. These classifications are countable and their tips are sharp. Fine. 
if you picked one up, it would poke you. <laughs> and they are usually smaller than 0.5. Okay. Um, and with these, is it about the like distribution, the like position of them? So if you get well. a little toot, 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 uh, just in one segment, that's when you're worried yeah. about them. Yeah. Okay. And this morphology has the highest suspicion for malignancy. Okay. And he says that would make it good. Multiple choice question. And so the differential diagnosis fibroadenoma, less likely. Papilloma, less likely. Why do you put it first? I don't know. Um, fibrocystic change, so same as the other one, essentially. Heterogeneous, mm -hmm. the exact same, mm -hmm. in the exact same order. Fibroadenoma, papilloma, fibrocystic change, ductal carcinoma in situ. Mm -hmm. And then similar to these, fine linear, fine linear branching, which they go on about a lot. Um, this is a distribution that makes fine pleomorphic classifications even more suspicious. Mm -hmm. The differential diagnosis narrows to basically ductal carcinoma in situ or an atypical look. <laughs> say in situ again. In situ. <laughs> That's how I always say it. That's how I say it for my voice. In situ. And it understands me. So, I like it. Um, so there. So there. So they're the really bad ones. And then the ones associated with a focal asymmetry or mass. When you see increased tissue density around suspicious calcifications, the chance of an actual cancer goes up. Intuitive. Yeah. This is sometimes called a puff of smoke sign or a warning shot. This is when ultrasound is useful for extended disease. Okay. And then calcifications near a scar could mean local recurrence, but that rate is about 6%. Um, but new calcifications with a suspicious morphology, not fat necrosis, deserves a biopsy. And remind me what fat necrosis would look like. Eggshell. Right Like necrosis, macrosis, the test. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then it just says, ultrasound is not typically used to evaluate a pure calcification finding. Exceptions would be if the patient had a mass associated with it, and B, if the patient had a palpable finding. Quite intuitive. Yeah. Um, I That's calcification. Okay. We, that'll be like 20 minutes. Yeah, stop there. We'll I do another so. one. A kind of regards.